0: up everyone and welcome to another edition of believe in falcons i am your host will mcfadden i've got a quick show for you all today just going to touch on some of the most recent coaching news that has come out since raheem morris took the head coach job here in atlanta so just going to touch on the coordinators that have been kind of finalized and some of the position coach news that has also come about before we get into that though I just want to remind you all that you can go check out our YouTube channel It is up and active and growing. Um, and so I really appreciate anybody who has subscribed, commented, liked any videos over there. Uh, it is really, really fun to kind of see that channel. I, you know, I'm kind of new to YouTube, uh, certainly as a, a creator. Um, and it's it's been a blast and a real uh, interesting journey just learning that side of the business. So please go check out our YouTube channel if you have not already. Um, I recently also did a mock draft for the first time, which you guys can find over at the Believe Fan Nation page uh, on sportsillustrated.com. We're probably going to pivot and start doing a little bit more draft content, mock draft content um, here on this podcast feed uh, in the coming weeks. Just kind of once we get out of the coaching um, news that has been trickling and I expect to continue to trickle in uh, here in the coming days and, and weeks. Once we get past that, then we'll really turn the focus to uh, to draft season. But if you want to get an early taste of that, go check it out over at the, I believe, Fan Nation page and get my thoughts. And then you can also get all of my other written content over at falcolic.com I have a mailbag that is dropping Thursdays throughout the offseason. Uh, so the first one went up today. Go read that if you would like to get my thoughts on the quarterback situation. Do the Falcons go with a veteran or do they go with a rookie? Um, you know, the Raheem Morris... Addition, how does that maybe impact the quarterback uh, change? And then, what other positions could they be looking at? We cover a lot more uh, in the mailbag itself, so I would really appreciate it if you're interested and you want to get my thoughts, uh, you can go find them there. I will. I think the next big thing coming on this uh, this feed is going to be a position review series. After you know the coaching news has has happened, at least the main one with Raheem Morris being hired. I wanted to now kind of dig into some of my thoughts on the state of the roster, right? But in my mind, the coaching news kind of took precedent. So I've been holding off on this, um, but you're going to be getting those kind of hot and heavy over the next two weeks. Just quick, digestible episodes, taking a look at each position group on the Falcons roster. Who are the free agents? What was the past performance? What could the future outlook be for each position? Um, So again, be on the lookout for that. And my final little bit of housekeeping for you all before uh, I share my thoughts on Atlanta's coaching search and hires is that Raheem Morris's press conference will be Monday at 2 pm so that is when he will answer questions from the media for the first time uh, and that's going to be really fascinating just to see his demeanor and you know what he's bringing to this role but then be on the lookout for another show coming Monday afternoon after that and I will recap all of my thoughts on his introductory press conference. So, that's what I have for you guys up at the top. I'm uh, going to share my thoughts on the coaching hires so far for Raheem Morris. But first, the stage is set, and Bet Online has you covered on all the big bets for the big game. Bet Online is the number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines, with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. So, head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. So the Falcons have finalized their three coordinators. They're going to be retaining Marquise Williams, and then they are bringing Zach Robinson in from the Los Angeles Rams as offensive coordinator here in Atlanta. And they are also hiring Jimmy Lake, who was you know previously the Washington uh, Huskies head coach as defensive coordinator. And I guess I'll start with Zach Robinson. Um, you know, I, I've, tried over the last little bit since he was announced just to do a little bit of digging, a little bit of research. There's not a ton out there on on Zach Robinson. And it becomes a little bit murky when you are talking about a a young kind of rising coach who comes from a a team and a system where there is such a clear figurehead, right? And and I think Sean Payton, when, when New Orleans was having all that success... You know, if you were kind of a young coach coming up in in that way or what Kyle Shanahan has, it's really just hard to separate the lead guy, the head coach, the main figure, from who's really active underneath the surface, right? And that's kind of, I think, the difficulty, at least for me, in really figuring out all right, what does Zach Robinson bring to the table? What are his offensive elements that are separate from Sean McVeigh? And how much, you know, does Sean McVeigh have his hand on the steering wheel compared to what Zach Robinson does. What I will say is I think that the passing game for Los Angeles this past season was really, really fascinating and interesting in the sense that, you know, they spent so much of that early portion without Cooper Cup and and this was not a traditional Cooper Cup season, but they get so much production out of Puka Nakua and you really kind of see the quarterback play and, and the nuance and having a veteran in Matthew Stafford, but navigating kind of a veteran to get him to buy into some different things and get him to buy into, you know, utilizing the different pieces uh, around him instead of, you know, kind of just being like, all right, I'm setting my ways and and I'm need to bring it like the Aaron Rodgers approach, right? Bring in Randall Cobb, bring in these guys who I trust and rely on. No, they're, they molded and they adapted, and that's something that I think is going to be very key and central in Raheem Morris's overall identity for the Falcons is an adaptable approach. And so I like that Zach Robinson comes from an offense and, and really a team that has challenged the NFL standards in a lot of different ways, right? Roster building, their approach to the draft, Les need and, and Sean McVay are not afraid to experiment, to tweak, to tinker. And the results speak for themselves. So, even though there's not a ton of kind of like real scheme answers to dig into right now, and we'll learn more as, as Zach Robinson does his kind of intro press conference, get a chance to ask all those questions. But right now, it, I'm just more kind of speaking to the mindset I think he brings. And one other interesting nugget that I learned about Zach Robinson in kind of the interim between being in the league after Oklahoma State and kind of bouncing around and, and then he was out of football, he spent a year with Pro Football Focus. And I was watching one of their recent um, live streams up on YouTube. And I think they had this as a breakout little segment. So you can you know check it out on YouTube. Um, but they talked about Zach Robinson and kind of that year of what he brings to the table. And the nugget that I found most interesting was when they were talking about Patrick Mahomes. And when he was coming out as a prospect, I remember at the time pro football focus was like, a lot of people thought that, you know, they could, they could make the argument for Patrick Mahomes as maybe like the most talented passer in that class. But I just remember pro football focus was so adamant of like, this is our guy. We think he is far and away going to be the number one quarterback in this class. And, and they really planted their flag and in listening to their recent conversation after Zach Robinson was hired here in Atlanta, it really seems like Zach Robinson was like chief amongst them in believing in Patrick Mahomes. And their reasoning for that was that Zach kind of likes these naturally athletic, but just guys who have that, that sense about them in the game and make plays. Right. And it, it just feels comfortable for them. You can just tell that they belong there. And so, If there is one attribute maybe to consider at the quarterback position as the Falcons look for one, they felt that maybe that's a good place to start. So just sharing that nugget. But again, I encourage you to go check out that whole um, kind of 20-minute clip over on YouTube. They did a really, really good job talking a little bit more about Zach Robinson. I want to switch over to Jimmy Lake, who there is a little bit more detail on, at least schematically. And based on the, again, it's just, little bits of research that I've done at this point, because there's not been that much time to dig in, but that is kind of my homework project over the next uh, several months, as it usually is. Anytime there's a big, big coaching shakeup is to just learn more about what they're going to bring to the table, their philosophy so that you better understand what the Falcons are trying to do on Sundays. Right? So Jimmy Lake, it looks like it's a very clear kind of match with what I think Raheem's background is defensively and what he probably wants to do here. It, it is kind of more zone principles that cover three concept that they ran at Washington, but with a real aggressive, like if you've got the different sliders for different levels of, of qualities, the aggression slider is dialed up pretty high, right? It's it's cover three, or you, but it may look like cover one. Uh, you may be able to roll a cloud uh, corner over at some point because these guys are going to be right up in receivers' faces challenging at the line of scrimmage, before kind of backing off and and going into that traditional zone drop. And then another aspect of this that I really like is kind of in that red zone, at least again, not saying this is the current philosophy of Jimmy Lake here as Atlanta's defensive coordinator, that could change. And obviously there's going to be input from a lot of people, but based on the, the time at Washington, it looks like his philosophy is to bring pressure to force the quarterback into a very quick decision down in the red zone, right? When the field condenses and it can kind of benefit the defense a little bit because you just have tighter boundaries all the way around. You don't have to keep kind of a a lid on on the offense. There's the end zone right there to do that for you. That is when he wants to maybe bring more than the offense can account for. And you're going to lock up the receivers in man. It's risky. You can get beaten, certainly at the NFL level. There are receivers good enough to just consistently beat tight man coverage like that especially you know three-step drop boom ball out not even a drop boom ball out you can do that at the nfl level but he wants to force the quarterback into making that quick decision and against you know a a josh allen a patrick mahomes that may burn you and you may have to adjust but if you're playing a rookie quarterback if you're playing a sam howell like that's probably going to be pretty effective so again, I I think that there's going to be a give and take and adaptable nature to the defense, just like the offense, because you're going to have Raheem Morris in there kind of sharing his input. You're going to have somebody like Jerry Gray sharing his input. So I would, I would think they're going to do a little bit of everything defensively, but you'll probably see them transfer back to maybe more of a base zone tendency as opposed to kind of that aggressive man style that, that Ryan Nielsen brought here in Atlanta, which I, I personally really liked. I kind of I was digging the, the let's just get in their face and challenge them. But Jimmy Lake seems like they that he is going to bring maybe a, a melding of those two mindsets. And, and I'm here for that. So I want to end real quickly with Marquise Williams, uh, who will be retained as special teams coordinator. I, I think that's a, a really good call. I had some quibbles and I've made them known here on this podcast. About the special teams play, certainly this past year, you know, I, I, I don't know what's being coached and what is just a player making a decision kind of in, in the heat of the moment, but the number of, of weird decisions specifically on punt return kind of within, you know, you're inside the 10 and you're choosing to fair catch that, or you're at the 13 and you're letting it bounce and then it's getting down. It was just a lot of different, different things or fielding inside the five and then running it out. Like, but If Marquise Williams is trying to coach that out of him and saying, hey, don't do, you know, short of literally saying you're not allowed to do certain things, uh, you got to give some gray area there. But by and large, under Marquise Williams the last few years, the special teams have been a strength and not a weakness. There have been far more kind of big plays than big plays against. Typically, it's, it's just business as usual, which is exactly what you want. On special teams, and they've done an excellent job of of identifying guys like Matt Collins this past year, who is just an animal on on special teams. Right? You know that Julio clip uh, against Tampa Bay of him just like hunting down the the linebacker and like that was Matt Collins on every single punt that the Falcons had this year. Uh, It was one of my favorite things to watch. So I like keeping Marquise Williams, but it's special teams. We don't have to. Yeah, they got Young Waku. I don't know what they'll do a punter. Maybe Bradley Pinion comes back, but. It's all it's all good there, which is exactly what you want. Um, so, real quick, let's kind of touch on the position coaches, and I find it really fascinating and something that I like uh, that Raheem Morris is retaining the number of coaches from the Arthur Smith era that he that he is. You know, Jerry Gray coming back in the same role as as assistant head coach, kind of overseeing the defense. I think that's a, a great move. When he was brought in last year, it was a very, very strong addition to the Falcons coaching staff. So the fact that he is going to stick around adds continuity to, you know, what they're building defensively, even though Ryan Nielsen is gone, a lot of the identity for this team. Yeah. It, it did start up front with some of your newer additions to the defensive line. Clay's Campbell, David Onyemata kind of chief among them, but Bud Dupree coming in clutch uh, Zach Harrison, the growth. I think Ryan Nielsen had a huge huge hand in in Zach Harrison kind of really coming on strong late in the year as as did uh, Calais Campbell but the secondary Jesse Bates AJ Terrell um, you know we saw what D Alford was able to do and and then Mike Hughes kind of down the stretch those guys are really a a key part of the identity of this defense and Jerry Gray remaining in place is going to bring that level of continuity um to kind of that side of the ball that I think will be really beneficial for Raheem Morris. but I, I also tweeted this out. I mean, you look at just the level of experience uh, that they have over there with Jerry Gray, with Raheem Morris um with Jesse Bates is kind of bringing another uh, wise voice to the uh, to the room, it's it's crazy. just the the level of kind of experience and wisdom that the secondary will have at its disposal. um the other, retention that I really like and this one probably will be under the radar for some people and this is not just me being a homer because we went to the same high school full disclosure on that but TJ Yates uh I I really thought that he did some fascinating and interesting drills with the receivers kind of getting them prepared for different things in ways that I'd never seen before and you know it's not like I've seen every single training camp practice in the world but I've watched a lot of them over the last five years and his stood out in a way that other drills never really did. And I think that using that level of, uh, ingenuity and bringing it to his natural position, the quarterback position is going to be very beneficial. I, I think he is a kind of a rising star amongst the coaching ranks. He certainly is a former player who had success, which players will respect. He's going to be able to kind of speak from both experience but now he's had a little bit of time uh as a coach and working in in a few different areas so i think he brings a nice kind of well-rounded package to the mix um i know that arthur smith thought highly of him and so again i'm i'm pleased to see raheem morris retaining tj yates and, and kind of keeping him on his staff Dwayne ledford another guy um and, and michael petrie i can kind of lump these two together Dwayne ledford as the uh, offensive line coach and then Run game coordinator is is what Raheem Morris has titled him uh, under his new staff. I think that's great, right? Your offensive line, and and I've said this several times, but the engine of Atlanta's run game, I felt, started with the offensive line and, and not really with the running backs. And that was definitely true in 2022. Uh, changed maybe a little bit this past year, but keeping Dwayne Ledford in that role, the continuity again with your offensive line. Now that Matthew Bergeron is established, sure, could they look at maybe adding a tackle if the value's there at, at eight? Maybe they could also look at a different center. I'm not saying, I think Drew Dahlman personally has has done a really good job in a lot of areas, but I know that you can always upgrade and, and there are probably upgrades to be had at that position, even though I, I think I would, look elsewhere first before looking there. But I think you get my point. The continuity, keeping him in place, keeping Dwayne Ledford in place and the offensive line intact is going to be very beneficial for a team that should be ready to compete and the expectation should be to compete like right now, literally starting now, day one. Um, So keeping Ledford and then Michael Petrie as the running backs coach, it's interesting because Petrie's career has not been long. He had one year with the Chicago Bears as uh, their running backs coach, and that was his first season as a a full-time coach in the NFL. And then he comes to Atlanta in 2022. So he is still very much building his resume, but so far that resume is pretty good, right? The Bears have always had kind of a strong running game, even though they've been trying to figure it out at quarterback. And then coming here in Atlanta, I mean, we saw what the Falcons did in 2022 with their run game. I mean, it was among the very best in the NFL and this past year, it's not like the running backs were, were bad. You know, I I think that the real issue maybe with the run game and why it wasn't super explosive compared to last year. But if you look, I mean, they, they were still really good at running the ball. It, it more had to do, I think with the timing, with the flow of the offense and all the stuff that people laid at the feet of Arthur Smith. So I, I, again, I agree with the players that are with the coaches that Raheem Morris is choosing to, uh, to keep here in in Atlanta. And then Jay Rogers uh, is a, a new addition coming over from the uh, Los Angeles Chargers as the defensive line coach. I don't know too much about Jay Rogers, um, so I, I need to kind of dig in to this. There was one report I saw about Adam Durday who was maybe getting a look at some role here in Atlanta, maybe as the defensive line coach, maybe as the defensive coordinator. Obviously, those two positions have been filled. Um, but I do know that Aden Derde and and Raheem have a pretty strong relationship. You know, they were both on Dan Quinn's staff for a while. They were both pretty highly respected assistants amongst uh, everybody kind of in the building and in the organization. They're both very gregarious, upbeat, like hands-on coach guys. So... I think on like if they may have already made a decision one way or the other, it may be that, that he's sticking with, uh, with Dallas and, or he's going with DQ up to Washington. I don't know, but I think on would be an awesome fit wherever they could get him here in Atlanta. But obviously that will not be as the defensive line coach. Jay Rogers is there. And then Dave Huxtable, I think they, uh, that's another pretty smart retention as a uh, senior defensive assistant. He is keeping that role, but he brings like, a ton of, a ton of experience, uh, mostly at the college level. But as we know, the NFL game is becoming more like the college game than ever before. So having somebody who has done it for over 40 years (laughs) at the college level um, is huge. So that is really the bulk of the kind of staff news so far for the Falcons. Um, I expect more to just kind of keep trickling in over the, the kind of coming weeks. But We know that Raheem Morris will speak to media Monday at 2 o'clock. So, you know, there may be more. It's Thursday afternoon uh, as I record this. There may be more kind of coming this evening. Keep an eye out. But I wanted to get my thoughts out there uh, after this first little flurry of moves. So today's podcast, as they all are, was presented buy bet online. Please be on the lookout. Monday afternoon, we will be recapping Raheem Morris's opening press conference. And then we will be getting into our position review series, which will be coming kind of hot and heavy for you guys over the next couple of weeks. But that will do it for me today. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Will McFadden. I'll see you again next week. Until then, everybody, take care.